sending y'all down with Chrissy. <laughs> I'm going to send y'all down. It's Deuteronomy. <laughs> Last book Moses wrote, Deuteronomy. And then he says some stuff in this book here that I, I want to grab a hold of and to get a hold of it and, and share it with you this morning. I was telling the guys it might not be that kind of message. You just want to jump and shout and run around pews and everything, but it's, it blessed my heart. It blessed my heart for that. So Deuteronomy chapter 32, Deuteronomy chapter 32, let us stand for the reading of God's Word. Verse number 9. For the Lord's portion is His people, Jacob is the lot of His inheritance. He found him in a desert land. And in the waste howling wilderness, he led them about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirred her nest, fluttered over the young, spreadeth abroad her wings and take them, bear them out her wings. So the Lord alone did lead them, him, and there was no strange God with him let us pray father we just thank you this morning for all that you've done we thank you for your mercy and love and grace father we thank you for these children lord that uh, you intend you to bless them touch them lead them lord we pray for those that teaches them and lord we just ask you to touch their hearts empty myself and fill them with thy spirit in jesus name we do pray amen and you may be seated i want you to look at that little word in verse number 11 it's so small that you may miss it. A lot of times we read scriptures and we read it, we just run through the scriptures real quick. But you look at the words, you may miss it. I find that in this way the Lord teaches us about himself. He says, as, as an eagle. God teaches his truth through two words, uh, through your entire Bible, and nearly in all these two words, like and as. He's always saying he's like this or as that. It's a parable. When Jesus is preaching to those parables, he said the kingdom of heaven is like, uh, uh, like this or like that. God always gives us an earthly illustration to uh, relate to something spiritual. Jesus was a master of that. When he talked about the heart of a man, he likened it to a sower of a seed. He said, you know about the stony ground. You know about the thorny ground. You know about the fowls of the air coming down and taking it. But you also know about that good till land where the seeds plant and they, they, they sprout up and bring forth fruit. He says, that's the way it is heart of man. There are stony hearts. There are some that the devil has come and swooped in and, and took the seed right out of them. But then there's also those that are in that good till land that they sprout up. You ought to read Jeremiah. Jeremiah gives the illustration of the potter and the clay. And the Lord said, like the potter has power over the clay, so are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. Jeremiah is always giving visual aids and his illusion. 
He gets a girdle, he gets a belt, and he buries them. Then God tells him to go and dig them up. And they're old, and they're, they're holy, they're, they're worth nothing. He said, show them to my people. He said, my people are like this. They're a holy, they're, they're worthless, they, they got holes in them. They're, they're nasty and undone. He said, that's like my people right there. One of the most interesting illusionists, illustrations God gives about himself about his character, about his nature. I would say some of the greatest illustrations comes when God gives us an illustration out of the animal kingdom about himself. In verse number 11, he says, it was as an eagle. Verse number 12, and so the Lord. He said, if you can know something about an eagle, if you can catch uh, uh, some of the nature of an eagle. He said, then you may see a little bit of the Lord in that eagle. You can catch some of the characters of the Lord. You'll find that when you study the Bible, the Lord likened himself to all kinds of animals in the kingdom of the animal kingdom. He said he, he likened himself to a lion. He likened himself to a lamb. He likened himself to a serpent raised high on a pole in the wilderness. And he even likened himself to a worm as he was dying on the cross of Calvary. God likens himself to different animals in the animal kingdom. In the Bible, this one I want to preach on, God as an eagle. Let me say that before we get started, before you really get a hold of this. God is not in the animal. God is the creator of the animal. We don't believe there's a, a great spirit in all the creation, that, but God created the creation. He is the creator. He wants us to get, give Him the glory. God is not in the eagle. God isn't in the lamb. God is not in the lion. He's not in the deer. He's not in the fish. But God did make all those things. Because the Creator put His fingerprint on all those things, we can see the fingerprint of God in heaven upon all His creation this morning. Here we find this to teach us something about God and Himself. Holding up something that we do know about. God says, you know about this. If, if you know something about an eagle... If you see the nature of the eagle and how the eagle acts, then there, you can see some of the nature of God. You can see some of my characteristics in that eagle. One of the most beautiful creatures on the planet, of God's planet, is the eagle. I want to show you some things out of that. When you look at the red, white, and blue, what do you think about? eagle it stands for freedom it stands for those who give all it represents the goodness of things of God in our nation today let me give you three things about the eagle and help to do a spiritual application about the characteristics of evil the eagle and seeing God in there first we see the wings of the eagle 
Here in our text, the Bible said that the Lord spreadeth abroad his wings and beareth them out. In Exodus chapter number 19, verse 4, he had brought them out of Egypt. He said, uh, you have seen that I have did unto the Egyptians uh, and how I bared you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. We're looking at the wings of the eagle. When you, when you study the different types of eagles, and there's different types of eagles, there's something that carries them about. I, I found that an eagle can carry up to 40 pounds of weight. I read one thing that said it's about 108% more than the body weight of that eagle he can carry. They can do this because of their wings. It's because of their wings they're able to do because their wings are so strong and they have the ability to move their wings in such a way that they can do this, uh, the bear the weight over and above their own body weight. It has this amazing capability this morning to bear much more weight than itself. It has the ability to grab prey in any circumstances, under any conditions. You can, you can see eagles swoop through the trees. Uh, you can see them go in the water. You, got, you see these eagles in any condition. They have the ability to swoop down on its target. And it doesn't matter how much the weight is, the eagle seems to bear it up. Once he locks in on this prey, he's locked in. If he can bear it, he can catch it. Pick it up. Here God said to Israel, check out the amazing lift capability of the eagle. I've snatched you right out of Egypt. I swooped down and I took my wings and I bore you up and I buried you out of Egypt. The Bible said, it depends on who you read after, who you commentary you read after. I've heard some of them says, you know, 350,000 up to this number, but I've read some that says over 2 million people walked out of Egypt when God came down and opened up the doors for them to get out of Egypt. I'm going with 2 million because God is all powerful. God is all good. I believe God swooped down of those two million uh, Israelites and said hey I'm going to take you out. God bared them out with his wings. Uh, he bared them out into the wilderness. He took them across the desert land. Uh, he said there's no food, no water. But God said I'll bear you out. And when God bared them out of that place he provided them for everything that they needed. God bared them up out of here with his wings this morning. Amen. Amen. You may be sitting here thinking your life is in a mess. We're in all different places this morning. Some of you were sitting at a bar stool. Some of you were sitting at a ball game. Some of you were sitting in church. Some were sitting in a crack house. But it doesn't matter how much weight it was, what your baggage was, what you God swooped you down and swooped down where you at and picked you up. All that sin weight you had, all that baggage that you had, God swooped in and said, Hey, I've got you. And he brought you to the place that you're at right now. What an amazing animal. I, we were lived at uh, Rock Island, Illinois, and that was a stopping place. It was an island, and it was a stopping place for the eagles when they were migrating. 
The island reason why they stopped there because we had a lot of animals on that island. Rabbits, squirrels, possums, coons, skunks, and everything else. So the eagles just came there and had their snacks. We li- I lived on we lived on the golf course, and I'd go out door and go on to number nine and just start golfing. But you look up in the trees, and these birds would be just sitting there. They're looking. I mean, you ever seen an eagle up close? Yeah, that's a big bird. That's a big bird. And, and I've always been fascinated about eagles and what they can do and how they can act and all this stuff. But let me tell you, when you get up close to one, you kind of get a little intimidated. You're kind of like, oh, because they're in the trees right over where you are standing there. And you're thinking, they could just reach down and pick me up and carry me away. Now, some of them eagles were big eagles. Some of them weighed up to 40 and 50 pounds. There were some big eagles there. But I've always been amazing about eagles. And I thought it doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter how low you were. It doesn't matter how high you think you were. There's a God one day that came swooping down in your life and picked you up out of all that you had on, all the weight and all the sin that you were living in. The weight of your burdens were burdening you down. The weight of your sins were burdening you down and you had committed in your life that's holding on. God swooped down and said, hey, it doesn't matter the weight. I'm able to do that for you. I will say this. It doesn't matter how much weight you got on you this morning or how much baggage you are carrying this morning or how many sins you've got. How low down you are this morning. I know somebody that will come swooping down where you at and pick you up out of that miry clay. He'll set you on that solid rock. He says, my wings are able to bear you up out of your sin, out of your condition, out of your burdens, out of your trials. He said, my wings are able to lift you up. Yes, how do you know that happened? Well, if you read book Ruth in chapter 1, she's just a Moabite girl. She ain't got no future. She's got no hope. She ain't got nothing. Her husband is dead. Her father-in-law is dead. And her brother-in-law is dead. She has nothing. She's down in Moab. The Bible said this, that was God's washing pot. She has no hope, no ability to go anywhere. She's stuck right where she's at. But somehow from chapter 1 to chapter 4, we find her from Moab and to the family of God. That's Boaz's family. Getting fed, getting full, and getting into the family, and how has a future. You were asked how in the world did that happen? Ruth chapter 2, Boaz said to her, Blessed be thou, Lord, thou have found grace in his eyes. And the Bible said, Under whose wings, uh, under whose wings thou art come to trust. 
He said, you didn't get here by yourself. You didn't get here by your ability. You couldn't get here by GPS, no matter how much you plot, how much you map out. You didn't get here by yourself. Can I tell you this morning, you didn't get here by yourself. I don't care how much you plot, how much you figure it out. I don't care how many road maps you read. You did not get here by yourself. Somebody had to swoop down where you was at and get you out of that condition that you were in. You say, my life is a messed up life. It very well may be. But God says, I'm able to come in and get you out of that. Some of y'all been living in the Jerusalem, Bethlehem for so long that you forgot how nasty Moab has been to you. You forgot how nasty you was, how undone you was, how fouled up you was. Some of you have been, been living there for so long that you forgot your past. It would be good for us every now and then to remember where God swooped down into our life and got us out of that miry clay. Amen. Good to remember where God's wings brought you from one day. Think about it. But he just didn't bear them up. He bore them out. He took them out of it. I, can I tell you, God can get you out of whatever the condition you're in. Whatever, the, whatever you've gotten yourself into, because I know we get ourselves into a lot of things. But God is still able. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you. He's still able to pull you out of what you got yourself into this morning. Amen. Do you know why you can trust God today? Because of what he done for you yesterday. His wings will not fail you today. They didn't fail you yesterday. They didn't fail you the day before. And they won't fail you again. You can look back in your life and see what the times God plucked you out of the things that you've gotten yourself in. God has always put food on your table. God has always put clothes on your back, shoes on your feet, dollar bill in your pocket, and a hedge around your home, and sanity in your mind, salvation in your soul. You can mark it down. His wings are still strong enough to bear you up and bear you out. We see the wings of an eagle. Some of y'all need to get snatched up from where you're at right now. David said he brought me up and out, of, out, of that, uh, uh, out of that horrible pit of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And I established my goings. He established my goings. How in the world does somebody get that into that miry clay to, the, to a solid rock? It's not by your ability but by God. It didn't get there, but this, uh, this phrase that's going on in churches today, if I believe it, I can achieve it. Amen. It didn't get there by your ability. You had to have somebody to get you out of that miry clay to put you on that solid rock this morning. You, you can't get there and say, well, I'll just reach down, grab my bootstraps up, and I'll walk out myself. 
You have not the ability to do it on your own. Every one of us sitting here, we cannot do it on our own. We need somebody that's able to get us out of that, strong enough to bear us up and bear us out of that. Amen. Look around all the sinners sitting in the house of God this morning. Somebody as vile and wicked and nasty as us. You know, we didn't get here by ourselves. We didn't turn over a new leaf. We just didn't get up one morning and made a decision, well, I'll go to church. But there was a God that came swooping down in our lives and picked us up out of that mire and put us on that family of God. You didn't get here by yourself. Stop acting like you did something. You've done nothing to get yourself here, but God did something for you this morning. God has swooped down and snatched you out this morning, pulled you out this morning. We see the wings of the eagle, but we also see the wonders of the eagle. Proverbs 30. There is three things which are too wonderful for me, the Bible says. Yea, four which I know not. What is the fourth one he's talking about? Verse number 19, the way of the eagle in the air. He said there, there's something amazing about that eagle. Why did he say that was something, a wonderful thing about it? Because that is a picture of God. It's a picture of God. I find that it amazing that an eagle flies into a storm. If you study the other birds, uh, all the other birds, when they're sitting around and a storm starts coming and they can tell when the storm is coming, they fly in the opposite direction of the storm. They do not fly into the storm. But an eagle is entirely something different. The eagle does not run from the storm. The eagle flies to the storm. Y'all get that in a minute. The eagle flies to the storm, amen. You say, well, the eagle gets in that storm. So what's, what's, what's so bad about? Well, in that storm, the eagle has this ability. When they say that, they said they can actually spread their wings and lock them. That when they get into the storm, it doesn't destroy them, doesn't hurt them. But the, what he does, he takes and uses the wind of the storm to lift him up, to get him higher. Now, the wings are locked in a position that they're always kind of getting up higher and higher and higher until all of a sudden he pops out on top of the storm and now he's in clear sailing. Y'all get that in a little bit too. Because of the ability to end the lock those wings into a position that it does not harm him or hurt him, he's able to do the things that he needs to do to get above the storm that he's in. Let me just say this. Some of y'all are going through storms right now. Some of you are fighting storms right now. Why, why did you let this storm come in my life? Why are you letting this come into my life? Why am I having to fight with this? Why am I having to deal with it? Can I just tell you, don't get off the wings. Uh, them wings are locked. Uh, you keep riding those wings. Sooner or later, he'll bring you up out of that to the top and clear sailing in your life. Amen. We just want to jump off the wings too early. Knowing that, hey, he's able, going to bear you up and bear you out. They say the eagle 
can fly as high as 10,000 to 20,000 feet. No other bird can fly that high. There's something about an eagle flying in the air. They don't fly from the storm. They fly to them. They use the storm to get them where they're going and want to go. You just hang on. God will lift you up. God will help you. Don't get off the wings. I read this story of a mother and the two kids. She had an older son and a younger son. And they was in a superstore. They was walking around. The older son picked up one of those packets of glow sticks. Y'all know what a glow stick is? Y'all old enough to know what a glow stick is? And, and, the, and the, the older boy was walking around with this glow stick with a pack of them. And the younger one got to crying, wanted those, wanted one of the sticks, and one of the stick got to crying, give me that stick, give me that stick, and he wouldn't do it. Finally, the mother said, "Just open it up and give him one." So the little boy opened that packet up and gave him that little stick, and that, and that, that, and that shut him up. He stopped whining and crying. He was holding this stick, looking at him. And they was walking around, walking around, and about that time, the older boy reached over and snatched that stick right back out of his hand. He start crying and whining and all that stuff. About that time, he went, snap. You know, the only way to get to the glow is snap it. And he handed it back to his brother. And he was walking out the door in his nighttime. And here this boy is with this glow stick, amazed at all that had happened. The mother said, I sat down and watched all this transpire. My son, my younger son, and what happened? She says, God sometimes have to snap you. God sometimes have to snap you to get the light out of you. God sometimes have to break you to get you where he wants you to do. Amen. I'm just telling you. If you feels like you're being snapped, it's saying God saying, "Hey, I'm not done with you. I've got something better for you. I've got somewhere to take you, and the only way you can get there if you got some light inside of you." So when you feel like God has snapped you, God says, "There's some light coming out of you." Amen. The wonder of the eagles that's not is an ability that it flies to the storm. But I find the wonder of an eagle, the ability of his sight. He has amazing sight. Y- y'all getting this? Y'all getting this? <laughs> they say that an eagle can actually see further than any animal. And it has been documented that an eagle actually can see a rabbit running three miles away. That's the sight of an eagle. Compare that to God. He says, once that eagle sees his prey, he locks in on it, and nothing would deter him. He said he'll be sitting high on his perch. His head is turning from side to side, side to side. But once he locks in on his prey, he's locked in. His sight, his ability, the sight, and, and he swoops in, and he gets his prey. The wonder of an eagle because of what he can see and what he does. He builds his nest high up 
so that he can look down and see. You know, you know the reason why they build their nest high up, high up in the trees, high up on the mountain cliffs? He's constantly watching for prey and predators. Constantly. Always watching for prey and predators. Sometimes a snake can slither up the tree and get to that height. Sometimes a snake can get up there and he's trying to get a hold of his baby. He's trying to get a hold of his eggs. And, and let me just say, he's always at a constant watch, watching for prey, that making sure that everything is safe. Yeah, let me tell you what, everything's not going to always be good. You're going to go through the storms. You're going to go through trials. You're going to go through burdens. But there is somebody that's constantly watching for you. He's got his eyes on you. He's said they'll never get to you. Amen. The wonders of an eagle because of his ability to fly into the storm and because of his ability to see. But we also see the ways of an eagle. The ways of an eagle. There's two things I want to say about the ways of an eagle. Maybe that's what we ought to get a hold of. The eagle reminds us of God in the way he loves and in his life. Once an eagle mates up with one, it is for life. It is, it is literally to death do us part. Literally. They, they don't look for nobody else. They don't look anywhere else. they always mating together. They're always there together. It's almost like you can say, hey, I love you. I chose you. I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. They're faithful. I'm going to confess that I have not always been faithful to my God. Through all these years... I haven't been always faithful, but through all those years, I've never had to wonder if he loved me. I, I never had to say, Lord, do you love me? Do you care about me? He's always been faithful. Ever since his love came to my life through the cross of Calvary, I've never wondered if he loved me or not. No greater love than a man has than a man lay down his life for his friend. I'm glad he loves me this morning. No matter how bad I've been, no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, he still loves me this morning. His love, his life. An eagle goes through a season of molting. Y'all get a hold of this. I really want you to go through a season of molting. What happens is, and towards the older ones, they start losing their feathers. Their sight is no longer the sight it was. They can't fly anymore. Basically eliminated to live a life as a turkey on the ground. And they, this molting season, I read some people that have watched these and 
check these out and study them, video these things, you watch some of these videos, it's, it's just heart-wrenching. But the, the eagle will start losing his, his wing, his uh, feathers, and, and his, his beak will start falling off. His claws will start falling off. And, and what he will do, he would find a rock and he would just start banging his head on it because it hurts so bad. There's pain in this process. Not every eagle survives this pain. Not every eagle survives that overcome of losing the feathers and beaks and claws. Not every one of them survives that, but most of them do. And they say they're watching these eagles on the ground. They can't fly. The majesty of this bird, the mighty eagle, and cannot fly. And they're just in torment. And they said they'd be filming these eagles down there, and all of a sudden they hear this screech from the air. They'll look up. And they see the eagles that that eagle had mated with flying around, flying around, screaming out. And they said that eagle will swoop down and drop food down and fly back up and start circling around, screaming out, screaming out. He said, what is screaming out? I don't know. I don't speak eagle. But I'm just telling you what I think they're saying. Go ahead and eat. I'm still up here. I haven't left you. I haven't forsaken you. I said you are mine and I'm yours and I'll never leave you. I'm always here. I want to encourage you to just keep going. Don't give up when pain comes. When a heartache comes, it seems like you want to die. Don't give up. Because there's a God in heaven that says, I'm here. I'll never forsake you. You think about that eagle and how he loves. Think about God and how he loves. You compare those. God says you can see me, you can see my characteristic, you can see my nature in this eagle. What he does, I do it because I put my fingerprint on him. Maybe that's why the prophet Isaiah says, for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall not mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm just telling you, God said, watch this eagle, and you can see me. You see the wonders of the eagle. You see the love and the life of the eagle. You see the wings of the eagle. He bears them up and carries them away. God is still God. God still loves you may be in a condition this morning. Your life may be in a rotten condition this morning. But let me just tell you what. I can hear my God say, I'm here. I'm here. Even in the storms, he says, I'm here. The burdens that you're carrying around, he says, I'm here. I just want to encourage you. I want to lift you up this morning. I'm telling you this morning, God cares for you. And for God to care for you like that, you ought to just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Put it to pew 